We thank you, Father, that your will be done, O God, on earth, in and through us, even in the midst of the enemy's control and violence and hatred and contempt for your creation, Lord God. Let your people, the remnant who follow you, who've trusted in you, who believe in you, in spite of all what Satan has tried to do, to turn our hearts against you, Lord, let us stand in having done all to stand and recognize the power and the true uh, goodness of our God. I thank you, Jesus, you died on the cross for us. I thank you that even in the midst of your suffering on the Mount, Calvary, that you turned to God and you said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And immediately, Lord, you were, you, you, you were received by the Father. The sin had been carried to the cross. The sin had been dealt, dealt with and the forsaking had been ended, Father, because you restored Jesus to us, the breach between us and the Father. We thank you, Jesus, for the revelation of your love and truth, the power of your word to each one today, by the power of your Holy Spirit who dwells inside of those who love you. I thank you, Jesus, for giving us uh, victory and vision that we will not be trampled with the lies and the uh, overwhelming hail of lies and scourges of wickedness, that we will stand with you and believe that no weapon formed against us will prosper. The words, the deeds, the the actions, the vows, the curses, the incantations, the bloodshed, the blood guilt, everything that has been sent against you, your righteous Lord God, you know absolutely those who belong to you. And I pray for divine, and I thank you for divine protection as well uh, over us, our families, those who work for us, pray for us. Everyone who listens today, may their May they and all that pertains to them be protected, blessed, and uh, and brought into the fullness of your protection by the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Jesus, for wisdom and counsel. I pray today that Jerry and I would speak as the oracles of God. Blessings to all of you who listen in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we have uh, news that's not news as of several days ago. Go ahead and share, Marjorie. Well, you know, know what's going on here. We know that the the enemy has tried for many years, I think 47 years, to hold us in this place of murder and abortion and blood guilt. And however this happened, does anybody really know how the Berlin Wall came down, if you're old enough even to remember that? It was like, who knows? Nobody's even talking about it. What's going on here? And all of a sudden, the people from the East could go to the West in Germany and those from the West could go to the East without all kinds of, you know, horrible, you know, border guards, et cetera. The, f- the first, we rejoice, yes, that way, uh, Roe versus Wade has been defeated or put down by not too many votes, guys. It was not a big majority, okay? So that tells us something about the condition we're still in. But, um, but God is willing to give us, restore to us his glory, his goodness, He's forgiving. He's merciful. If we will confess what we need to confess. I mean, we need to confess the blood guilt and the passive agreements that we've made with these mm-hmm. wicked laws and lies forever and a day, probably since your, for your whole life. You have been programmed. I have by the programs of the body of death, the operating systems of the world, the God of this world, to go along with 
things that are not even constitutional, they're not scriptural, they're not biblical, and yet we've somehow made them okay. So um, we just thank the Lord today for the turning of the tide, and I believe that there's more tides to be turned here. Yeah, uh, and well, the you know the blood guilt of those millions that have been uh, murdered o- over the centuries, the, the blood guilt is still upon our nation. Well, um, it, and so even though that this, this seems like a breakthrough, this does not end abortion in our country. Well, we know this, but we do know that each one, each individual person, everyone who's listening has ears to hear, eyes to see, has to make their own personal decisions about God, about God's word, about what God says. Many of us have been taught to compromise, to close our ears, to dull our ears, to mm-hmm. shut our eyes, to not want to include God in any of this activity, the equations, the outcomes of anything. We have just taken God basically out because he's inconvenient, because he demands truth, he demands uh, uh, accountability. Yeah, and and, and with this whole decision um, regarding Roe v. Wade, um, it's bringing out, you know, true colors again are being displayed. Well, true colors are always brought out when the truth is set on the table. Yeah, that's true. And it's like, you know, in the midst of all that's going on in our world and in our country, I mean, the the vileness, the atrocities, the injustice. Nothing is new. We remember in (laughs) Isaiah 25, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name. For you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. Amen. That's true back then with Isaiah. That is true now. It's nothing has changed with God. God does not change. He remains the same yesterday, today, forever. He doesn't change his standards or his or readjust his programs or see things differently than he did from the beginning. That's why he's God. He does not change. And so it says, your wonderful things, your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. God is faithful to complete his word and promise to us. And he's these stories in Isaiah and the Psalms and David, they're just we're just repeating those same experiences. You know the um, the the blood guilt, the wickedness, and then the faithfulness of God, the forgiveness. Um, And in verse four, he says, "You have been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shade from the heat, from the for uh, for the blast of the terrible one." is a storm against the wall. The terrible one. We have been in the grip of the terrible one, the blood guilt, the bloodshed, the the cold-heartedness, the murder, the violence that's taken over our youth, taken over our nation, taken over our systems through greed, b- bribery, bureaucracy, uh, lies. It's all coming. It's got to be cleansed. It's got to be, God has got to deal with it. Well, what Peter said on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, verse 40, He says, and with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, be saved from this perverse generation, this perverse, twisted, crooked generation. So we live in the midst of a a twisted, perverted generation. But that pretty much says the story of how it's been all along. Mm -hmm. I mean, among, for God's people. And so for us to have a, not to be conformed to this world. So the enemy is trying to conform people's minds to the narratives of of the values of this world, the the, the greed, the lust, the twistedness of, of this world. 
the lies of this world. So that's what the enemy's trying to push that, pressure that on on uh, the, the people who, oh, yeah. who are trusting the Lord. So in the midst of all this, though, we have our, our hope in him. But when we have these delays uh, in answers injustice, to prayer, when we have this regarding constant justice, injustice, yeah. mm-hmm. the constant deterioration yeah. of society in every realm, it would uh, from seem. the family to the churches to the uh, government mm-hmm. to, to to the marketplace to the to the um, businesses to the, the, the corporations, the mm-hmm. so we got this twisted, perverted thing that just encroaches upon us constantly. Yet we we keep our focus. We've got to keep our focus on the goodness mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. faithfulness of the Lord, and that someday that this the people are not getting by with this. It seems like. The wicked are not getting by with uh, what they're doing. It seems like they're getting by with it now. They're being congratulated and exalted, but their time is coming. Well, you know, and it says in Isaiah, um, a very interesting concept here as we're reading down it. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make all the peoples a feast. He's going to prepare a banquet of wonderful, lovely, delicious things. In the midst of the, the, the being in the grip of the terrible, and God is going to make a feast on the mountains. Right, and in Psalm twenty-three, it says, "You prepare a table before, before me, me in, in the, the presence. presence of my enemies." So it's for us as believers. It's a it's a temptation to focus on what we see going on around us, the appearance of evil and everything prevailing that seems to be non, unfair and wicked. But this will pu- this is part of the devil's trick on on our to play in our minds that we will be drugged down into the place of despair, hopelessness, and anxiety and fear. This is what God does not want for us in the midst of all this. If God is faithful and true and able to do all these things, then we are fine. There's not a problem here. But an interesting thing has happened, and I think we need to understand this: that a lot of the people who are in the world in the devil's system, and he is the God of this world. They are blinded. They do not see. They have eyes they do not see, ears they do not hear, because they have been raised up in rebellion, not in righteousness. According to Ezekiel, uh, I think it's 12, 1 and 2, uh, he said to Ezekiel, you live in the midst of a rebellious people, having eyes they do not see, having ears they do not hear. Yes. So, But then he, and he, God is making a move, and this is the move I love, and this is the one we long for. Even even so, he says, um, in the end of, of verse seven, and he will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. The rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth for the Lord has spoken. Now this is where the believer needs to stay and stand. There has been a veil. There's been a blindness. There's been a deliberate, you know, uh, inability to see or recognize or even comprehend or care about uh, the things of God, the move of God, the, the presence of God, even that God should exist. In the minds of many, this is not even a possibility. They mm-hmm. do not, they have been so deceived, so programmed, mm-hmm. so lied to. They don't even know they've been lied to, but it's been because there's been a veil cast over their heads. And this is kind of interesting. I was thinking this week as I was looking into. Uh, some of what Jesus has done in Romans, I mean, not Romans, John chapter um, 11, no, chapter 9, sorry. He was healing the blind man, and the blind man didn't know who had healed him, and he came back 
Um, and, the, and of course, the people were, the uh, Pharisees were interrogating the blind man and saying, well, who opened your eyes? And were you really blind? And where are his parents? And uh, let's see what's really been going on here. So, um, you know, they were, and so finally, uh, when Jesus heard that they had cast him out, verse 35, that's not, uh, 935 of John, um, he, he, when he heard that, um, he found him and he said to him, do you believe in the son of God? So at this point, this man had been healed completely of blindness from birth. And he could have set his whole life up in this mindset as we are tempted to do that. There's no hope. There's no end. It's, it is what it is. It's never going to change. I'm going to be blind forever. I might as well just learn how to beg. I, you know, I can't see what I'm wearing. I can't see who's here in front of me. I can't see where I'm sitting. I can't see anything. I'm just trapped in this blindness. And this is a, a terrifying, panicky kind of thing. I'm trapped, 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 trapped in whatever uh, the devil would set up. And so the son of man, Jesus went back to find him. Again, the man was blind. Jesus found him the first time. And the second time Jesus said, do you believe in the son of God? And the man answered, he answered, said, well, who is he, Lord, that I may believe? In other words, I don't know what you're talking about, actually. So here he's been sitting in the middle of Jerusalem, I believe it was, all of his life, and raised up in the in the synagogue, raised up with uh, believing parents, and he did not know anything about the Son of God. And Jesus said to him, you have both seen him, and it is he who is talking with you. In other words, one of the first things the guy ever saw out of his whole his eyes his whole life was Jesus Christ in the flesh standing in front of him talking to him. Wow, what a revelation. What a cool thing after many, a, a whole lifetime of blindness. Um, then he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. And Jesus said, for judgment, I have come into this world that those who do not see may see and that those who see may be made blind. He says, for judgment, I've come into, I'm coming to separate this thing out. I'm coming to set it up the way it should be. You know, righteousness prevailing, righteousness, truth, justice, goodness, love, let the law of love prevail, not the law of of wickedness and, and um, injustice. Um, by the way, the law of injustice is the eye for eye, tooth for tooth law that Satan runs the world on. But anyway, um, that that those who don't see will grasp. In other words, he's going to reveal himself to those who've never seen. And this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is salvation to those who comprehend. This is a gift. When you receive Jesus Christ, you have been given a gift of sight to be able to see that Jesus Christ is the one true son of the living God. And it is he who is the savior of the world. But Jesus says, I'm going to come for judgment. This is, this is going to be the separation. Judgment brings separation. Really, mm-hmm. ultimately, judgment is depart from me, you workers of iniquity, or come unto me, you know, blessed are you, my father. Um, so there's two, there's a line there, separation. He's come to bring that judgment. But it's going to, you know, that those who didn't get a chance to see can see, and those who see that they may be made blind. So there's there's a lot of people out there who think they know everything. Mm-hmm. They think they see, and they have been um, their 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 knowledge, their seeking of the occult knowledge, the hidden knowledge, the forbidden knowledge, has caused them to go blind. Yeah, they're they're wise in their own conceits. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, they they mm-hmm. think they know because they know this. They have this idea, and 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 the 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 seriousness about this is that people that are blind don't realize that they're blind. Why? They, they think they see, oh, we've got this figured out. We know what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, Well, it's like the veil of talking we just read about yeah, in it's Isaiah. The veil, it's the, the veil of deception. Uh, the, de- the deceived ones 
don't know they're deceived. They're blind and they don't know they're blind. And this is what Jesus is talking about. There's many out there who think they see and they don't see, but they're they're convinced. But he said, if the light that is in you be darkness, how great is that darkness? So he's saying there is an option here where you can be so tricked by this lie that it becomes light to you. It becomes truth yep. to you. It becomes mm-hmm. the you know, it becomes your 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 path. Yeah, we just come up with our own truth. I mean, you know, the idea of whatever yours well, your, there's your there's your truth, there's my truth. What's true for you is not true for me. So we just kind of pick our own truth and what we think is truth. Right. And, but and it, but what we pick that's not the Well, truth we pick that truth because we want to stay in power. We want to stay in control. Right. We want to because here's the problem because we haven't seen God good all the time. We haven't seen it. He is good all the time, but we don't see it at all the time and we don't know how to explain that. And so we say, well, then he's not really good all the time because I don't see him being good all the time because he did this and this and this and this. But you see, you have to go back to understanding the 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 behind the scenes on all of this, and they have to put the devil in the equation, and you have to realize that the enemy is the one who keeps stirring up the, the pot. The Bible says that the God of this world has blinded, blinded the minds mm-hmm. of those so they can't believe. So the, the enemy, the enemy has blinded the minds of men, and he does it through um, philosophy. He does it through just his lies that sound so much like the truth. Yeah. I mean, well, and, then he re- you lie to people... Mm-hmm. Uh, generation after generation, people will accept that as truth and right. live their lives accordingly, mm-hmm. and uh, their destiny will be determined accordingly. Well, they don't realize that the God of this world has to go against, he has to build a whole new narrative to go against the truth. And so what he does is he psychologically reconditions people to believe the lies through re- reward and punishment. Just like you train a rat to push a bar and to get a pellet or a, you know whatever, You're, that's not natural to the rat. But as you psychologically reward or, or punish with electric shock or you reward with a pellet, you're training that rat you're t- to train his behavior. And the thing is to, to deny his being. A rat doesn't necessarily ever live in a cage and he doesn't necessarily have to get his food by pushing a pellet uh, or uh, pushing a bar to get a pellet. But so his... The, the devil has denied the rat's being a rat and letting him run around outside and get his food as he will. But so the same with us. Satan has caused us to deny our being, the daughters and sons of the Most High God, by training us psychologically to make everything contingent on or dependent upon our behavior. And so we behave as we're rewarded. So he's psychologically reconditioning, training people to respond to bribes, to, to blackmail, to bullying, uh, to um, those kinds of things that cause people who are r- working in wickedness to be rewarded and the righteous to be defeated. I, I, and the other day the Lord said to me, the, the Satan has, uh, he, the gatekeepers of this world, the, the keepers of hell, have, they have set a patrol. They patrol our, the world to exp- to expose and spot the righteous so that they can tr- torment them, tempt them, traumatize them and 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 discourage them into believing that God is not there for them, that God is not not near. And so this goes on and on and on. So the real test, every test, every trial boils down to one thing. Do you trust in the goodness of God? Well, the goodness of God has been the most attacked concept that has ever come to the earth. His you know, because God let all this bad stuff happen. I've got to take care of myself. I can't trust God. And then we 
sink into these places of fear, panic, anxiety, using drugs, medications, um, get addicted to various things to try to medicate, to take care of ourselves, to deal with the pain and not recognize that you're the pain, the anxiety is coming from the irresolvable fear, conflict, trying to figure out if God is going to take care of me or I it can be trusted or not. I'm getting stomach aches because is it up to me? What's going to happen? Oh no, I don't know. And so all of this anxiety comes out of this thing where this whole thing has been played out. Now God is saying here, he's saying he's going to take the veil uh, uh, that is spread over the nations, this blindness, this wickedness. He, he will swallow up death forever. The Lord will wipe away tears from all faces. The rebuke of his people, he will take away. So the shame, the guilt, the condemnation, the mockery, the finger pointing that we've been the targets of Satan's lies and mockery and jokes. He's going to take that away. Uh, and it will be said in that day, behold, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Well, here's a, there's a problem here about waiting for the Lord. Okay. There's when there are all kinds of delays, when it seems like, um, the psalmist said, I've seen the wicked spreading like a great, I think it's like a great bay tree. The wicked is just spreading their vile, multiplying as it seems around us, uh, just growing and growing and growing. But in the midst of that, we are called to be in the place of trusting. We're waiting for Him, yeah. and that's this is this is the this is the the big test for us is mm-hmm. waiting for Him when there is increasing wickedness on every hand. There's mm-hmm. blindness that seems to be impenetrable. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we keep looking at the Lord. We keep like we're, we we're, we're like pounding on the door of heaven. Mm-hmm. We're scratching on the door of heaven and saying, God, come through here. We need you. Well, the thing is, honey, we don't have to pound on the door of heaven. I, yes, we can ask, seek, and knock, of course. Right. But we can walk right in. We really can because we're his children. And I think we don't realize that. We, we've been taught by our religious systems that we can't do that. We can't be that bold. We can't come boldly to the throne of grace and mercy. But listen to this. Um, going on is Psalm 26. He says, you will keep him, verse 3, my favorite, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. That's exactly what you said. Because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in Yah or Yahweh, the Lord is everlasting strength. He said the way of the Lord is strength for the upright. He brings down those who dwell on, on high in the lofty cities. He lays them low to the ground, puts them in the dust. Uh, and then he says, the but the way of the just is uprightness. Verse 7, almost up, upright. You weigh the path of the just. Yes, in your in the way of your judgments, O Lord, we have waited for you. The desire of our soul is for your name and for the remembrance of you. With my soul, I have desired you in the night. Yes, by my spirit within me, I will seek you early. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. And we've never seen that, never since the beginning of the world. Have we ever seen his judgments completely in the earth? We have seen distress. We've seen division. We've seen the devil bringing together both division and unity in, in ways to manipulate um, all of us. And we do not realize, we have not really put the devil in his rightful place as the, the wicked uh, source of all of, this, of these lies and evil. And then he says in verse 10, but let grace be shown to the wicked, yet he will not learn righteousness. 
In the land of uprightness, he will deal unjustly and will not behold the majesty of the Lord. Because why? Because he can't see him. Well, the part of it, part of it, there are there are people that are theoretically that every human being is redeemable. Every human being has the potential to be saved, um, theoretically. But there are there are those that you know what, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter what opportunities they have, they will just flat out refuse the truth of the Word of God, and so you have this that you can put put them in a place of perfect opportunity to to be redeemed, and they will just they'll squander it. They won't do it. Mm-hmm. You know. So there are some. And we can think of people today that in our in our own nation that you think they're so vile uh, in, in places of leadership, for example. They are so vile and so corrupted and so wicked and so zoned out. It's like, just, okay, Lord, it's possible for you to save them, but is it very likely? Well, because you know they what? have gone so far uh, away and um, they're just some that are just not not going to come in. Well, you know, the thing is, that's not my problem. I really, God has said, you know, preach the gospel, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. Make sure that people have a chance to know about this yeah, gospel of give grace them the and opportunity. That's my job, yeah. to look at what's going to happen to the wicked and who I'm going to figure out to be wicked and who's going to end up in hell is not my job and it's not my responsibility. And therefore, it can be a big waste of my time to even ponder it much. I know we have to be aware of it, we have to be aware of um, but that. we have to understand that all that that is to do is to reinforce the fact that I'm in a battle, I'm in a war, and that's the other side. And my side won. Jesus has won. He says, um, he says the, the wicked aren't going to get it. You know, he's, he already knows that. Um, but Lord, you will establish peace for us in verse 12, for you have also done all our works in us. So we strive to um, do things for God and Make sure that you know you know he's happy with us, um, and we want that. Of course, we want that, and that's what he's put in our heart to want to follow him. Um, well, look at yeah, look at verse um, Isaiah twenty six twelve and thirteen. Lord, you will establish peace for us. Yeah, for you have also done all our works yeah. in us. So, mm-hmm. Lord, you're gonna, you're giving us peace. Your works are in us. You, you're doing that in mm-hmm. us. Oh, Lord, I got other masters besides you mm-hmm. have had dominion over us. So this is this is talks about deliverance. Right. There's other masters that have dominion, have rule over our lives. And those, in the name of Jesus, those masters can be removed. Those demonic strongholds can be torn down in the name of Jesus. Yeah. He says, but by you we make mention of your name. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, um, and going on in Isaiah twenty-eight, one of my favorite. We've been just kind of plodding through these tw- verses twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, up to forty, forty-one, for the last several days. Um, and he says, in uh, to to share with you in twenty-eight, he says, um, "Oh, let's see." Um, uh, but the word of the Lord was to them, precept upon precept, you know, principle upon verse principle. 13, yeah. yeah. Line upon line, here a little, there a little, that they may go and fall backwards and be broken and snared and caught. They didn't get it. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men who rule this people with, who are in Jerusalem. Or you could say you rule this people who are in the United States. 
because you have said this, we have made a covenant with death. Listen to this. We have made a covenant with death through the abortions and through the murders and the shootings and the, uh, the killing of innocent people. And with Sheol in our agreement, with the overflowing, when the overflowing scourge passes through, it will not come to us. In other words, we're not going to be hurt by any judgments or any kind of corrective measures we're on the part of God. For we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood we have hidden ourselves. So they're hiding themselves under the concepts, the euphemisms, you know, like for example, um, uh, re- reproductive health rights and all these kinds of yeah. euphemisms. Uh, there's another, a cover word for, for bur- murder. murder. Yeah. yeah. We have made our refuge of lies. Therefore, thus says the Lord. Now, God is going to answer this. God is answering this. You don't have to answer this. You just have to answer the Lord and be his servant and do what he says and stay in that place of peace and rest. And He, you can stay there, actually. It is possible to live in this vile, wicked, anxiety-provoked world in a place of pay, a peace. Yes. It, it it's not it's it's a war so you're you're kind of out there you know taking hits and putting up your shield of faith and you know using the sword of the word but he says here behold i lay in zion a stone for a foundation a tried stone a precious cornerstone for a, a sure foundation he who believes will not act hastily in other words we won't get up and get radical get get angry um, get you know fearful um, get clamorous. I also, I will make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plummet. The hail will sweep away the refuge of lies. In other words, all these lies they're talking about, God's hail is going to end. The water will overflow the hiding place. So they're hiding in these falsehoods. Or hit, it, the water is going to uh, flush out the rats. And you know, when, when you're in a place where you want to get rid of, of rats, you put water down in the hole, it flushes out the rats. Yeah, yeah. So the rats are going to flush They're out. Their hiding places are going to be flushed out. The, the mm-hmm. question is when, well, ultimately. Here, and, and the here I got to read for, this next verse because okay. it's my next All verse. Right. Okay. Your covenant with death will be annulled and your agreement with Sheol will not stand. When the overflowing scourge passes through, then you will be trampled down by it. So they have made a covenant with death. They have... You know, said, yes, yes, let's kill, kill, kill. Give Satan all the blood offerings he wants, all the bloodshed, all the adrenochrome, all the baby parts. Whoa, 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 we'll just give the devil everything he wants and he'll keep us safe. And God says, yeah, right. When you see how safe you're going to be when I bring that scourge of, 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 of overflowing to, yeah, the, to, to the, drive the, out the wickedness. The question that we have. Then also, you will be trampled down, he says. Yeah. The question that we have often is, when is that going to happen? Well, we know, you know what I'm saying. We we know it's going to happen ultimately. Well, then why do we need to know when? If we already know it will, then why do we know? To, it's just like the space in between the the time of yeah. God's word and the time is fulfilled. It's just a, a when is when I think is a question that comes not from the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the Holy the Spirit psalmist, doesn't say. The psalmist asked the question, well, "How long?" Well, how sure long? he did. Because he was walking, he was, in that moment, the, he's, the psalmists are looking into their souls. They're, they're struggling. Li- dis- there's despair, there's distress, there's, and, and, and which, rightly so. Mm-hmm. We see David and the various ones. So they were, they're so, in their soul, they were asking when, when, when. But I don't believe the Holy Spirit needs to ask us or put into our minds to ponder when. when pondering not- when is a device that brings discouragement, frustration, anger, uh, and bitterness against God. Just like why. Why and when are not, you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't ask you why. Yeah, and he doesn't say, well, when. That's what's coming through the enemy 
into our mind as a temptation to go into a place of despair yeah. or anger. Yeah, the issue is too is that we think, okay, Lord, uh, you know, how much damage are these people going to do before I can answer that? You're going to. They're going to do all the damage they possibly can. That's how much damage they're going to do. Mm-hmm. They're going to, and, and this whole world, ultimately, read Revelation, the whole thing is going to have to be redone completely from the from the mm-hmm. core. And so, um, new heaven, new earth, all things pass away. It, so it's, you know, we're living, you can, you can ride this thing out in the revelation of Jesus Christ or wring your hands with fear and yeah. anxiety and get sick. I, I like what you said there, uh, ride it out in the revelation of Jesus Christ, because listen, we're in the midst of all this. It's pretty much the way it's always been, yeah. right? And it's multiplying, it seems. But our, what's our purpose? You know, they wanted to know, uh, the uh, disciples wanted to know after the Jesus' resurrection, he said, are you going to, you know, is now you're going to bring the kingdom to Israel? Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, it's not for you to know right. the times there, and the seasons which the right. Father has put in See, his own See, they want to know when. They wanted to know when, mm-hmm. and, and they said, "You know what? Okay, that's going to be that's going to take place. The Father's going to do it at just the right time." And He's going right to do way. all but, of our but, works in but us. But your your job mm-hmm. is to receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Mm-hmm. Our job is to be witnesses unto the Lord mm-hmm. and all the, over the earth, and, and believe His word in, in and Isaiah. Trust Him mm-hmm. and walk with Him in the midst of all this. He says in Isaiah chapter forty three some very comforting words. But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel. So we have been made in the image of God, little human beings made by the supreme being. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Amen. Since that, you are precious in my sight, I have you have been you have been honored, and I have loved you. Therefore, I will give men for you and people for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. Uh, and then he says, "I will bring your descendants from the east and gather them from the west." And in Isaiah chapter forty-one, going back to ch- chapters, he says, um, uh, "Let's see, um, starting with verse nine, you whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its furthest regions, and said to you." You are my servant. I have chosen you and have not cast you away. He's talking here about Jesus. And then he says, then he goes on to verse 10, fear not for I am with you. Now it's a small, it's us he's talking about. He's in that talking verse. about us. That we've Be not chosen. dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Now notice how dismayed and, and attacked Jesus was on the cross and up to the cross and people attacking him every day all the way through his ministry and then mocking him and then saying, you know, if your God come down from the cross, Jesus did not cave. That was his big test. Can't, will he cave? Will he trust the Father? Will he trust the and Father? that's our to... test too. Will we cave? And look at uh, verses 41, 11 through 13 here. He says, uh, Behold, all those who were incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. They shall be as nothing. Uh-huh. And those who strive with you, he's talking about his people now. The people those who, resist who strive the with the people of God, the righteous, shall perish. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who contended with you, those who war against you, shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. Like they never existed. Here's, Hallelujah. Here's what we need to remember <laughs> in the midst of all this. He says, uh, 
For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. And then you don't want to stop reading right there because in the next verse he says, Fear not, you warm Jacob, you men of Israel. I will help you, says the Lord, and you redeem the Holy One of Israel. And you. And basically here's what he's going to do. Behold, I will make you into a new threshing sledge with sharp teeth. You shall thresh the mountains and beat them small and make the hills like chaff. You shall winnow them with the wind shall, and the wind shall carry them away. So God is calling his son Jesus to do this, but Jesus is also saying, I'm going to make you, you, us, that threshing sledge just to separate the wheat from the chaff, mm-hmm. not the wheat from the tares, that's a different story, but the wheat from the chaff, the true and genuine from the useless and the pointless. Mm-hmm. And so God wants to m- use us, you know, not only save us, deliver us, make us, protect us, but actually use us. So the only way we can be used is if we're found faithful. And the only way we can be faithful is if God continues to be faithful to us and we allow that faithfulness to continue well, to Lord, remain. Well, Lord, we thank you, Lord. Great is your faithfulness. Lord, morning by morning, new mercies I see. We sing that song. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is your faithfulness, Lord, unto me. And I thank you, Lord, that you're faithful to us mm-hmm. as your people. Yep. You, you will bless the righteous, keep the righteous, Though we walk through the sh- valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil mm-hmm. because you are with us. Your rod and the uh, yes, staff, Father. they comfort us. Father God, we thank, thank you, you and Lord. we ask you to forgive us for the times we have yielded to the fear, the lies, the power pressure, intimidation of the enemy to go with his lie, the when, the why, the how. Lord God, the delays. And I, I ask you to forgive us and also deliver us from these this body of death operating systems, even the filters that... That, uh, put, that Satan puts in front of our eyes to cause us to see things differently than you want us to see them. Let us look inside, hear what the Spirit of God says, not use our earthly eyes, our human eyes, but the eyes of your Spirit to see what's been going on. Father, help us now take away our fear, take away the anxieties, the headaches, the stomach aches, the, the disconcerting uh, situations and circumstances, the lack of money, the broken relationships. Re- Lord God, redeem, restore, and heal, and draw to yourself those, take the veils off the eyes of those who have been deceived, and bring us, draw us into the fullness of the peace of your Holy Spirit. Yeah, bring the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen, and the gift of repentance. It's the Mm -hmm. revelation of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God. That will break through. Only that can Jesus, break we through ask now the for blindness mighty, and the darkness yes, and the minds anointing, and hearts of people. Power, healing, and ask we ask you to forgive us for limiting you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. And by the way, check us out at liferecovery.com and and actually our YouTube channel as well. We've got some new YouTube videos coming up that are very helpful. Um, today, let's recommend um, God on Trial, either the CD uh, or the book. It gives a whole lot of understanding to the spiritual warfare that we're in, God on trial, a case, and also a case for justice. Both of those are very good. That God on trial is an audio, uh, a drama, a docudrama, um, audio, audio drama, and um, a case for justice is a book or a set of uh, teachings in a CD. Either of those is super helpful. God bless you. Have a great week. Jesus is good. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location?
for your soul.